0: Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Joachim. Hickey and Frenchie are here. We don't really care that it's Hickey's last episode, so we'll gloss over that for now. But I did want to give a big shout-out to Java House here in Indy, our newest show sponsor. They've got five locations throughout the city. But if you are not local and you love good cold brew go to javahouse.com and use promo code pitlane10 for 10% off the coffee is fantastic and very strong so if you need a good caffeine boost in the morning or afternoon or whenever it's definitely good coffee to check out and they also have decaf if that's your thing as well so i don't know if we have any non-racing racing racing questions that hickey would like to start us off with but in honor of hickey's last episode i have started the episode with a spotted cow
1: and there was a request for some blue cheese at some point unfortunately yeah that is something that is banned in our household
0: right Does your wife so. not allow blue cheese
1: no that is a that is a me decision but she only likes blue cheese on a couple of things so it's not like something she couldn't live without right um I don't know. I don't really have a I mean, the only things I've been up to lately really that are not racing is been on a movie binge kinda while I'm, you know, working on uh, the day job. Um of like the Tell new, everyone what you
2: thought of Citizen Kane.
1: I hated it. I thought it was so <laughs> stupid. I I don't,
0: I don't like it either. I, yeah, drunkenly, I, sent a t- I drunkenly
1: sent out i drunkenly sent on a tweet asking for movie suggestions while I'm going through this. I I I will say I put about fifty percent of the ones I saw on there. I was like you know, if I looked up a movie, I was like, well, I don't know a single actor in here, and the, the synopsis looks pretty stupid. I kind of just skipped it. Uh, but I got a couple Citizen Canes, and obviously I've heard all about how great of a movie Citizen Kane is. And I watched it, and I hated it. And just so people at home don't go, well, this little millennial kid just doesn't like old movies. I watched Casablanca, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed it um which was that's what, an excellent 19, movie yeah it was like 1942 what, 1940 or three. something yeah yeah uh on the waterfront great movie 12 angry men great movie um this is really bringing back to host childhood right here.
0: <laughs> i can't wait for you to leave
1: i know yeah so citizen kane was dog shit hated it <laughs> stupid movie uh easily the best one of the crop that i've seen of the new ones um like, some of the better ones have been Gangs of New York. Um, Good choice. Our Darkest Hour. And I didn't realize it was Gary Oldman until the end of the movie playing Winston Churchill. No idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's
2: like a master of disguise.
1: Yeah, he did a great job. Uh, what is There's, like, one other one that I, like, really enjoyed. Um, oh, Vice. I absolutely loved that. Uh, Christian Bale was excellent. Uh, but, yeah, the... Easily the best one was There Will Be Blood uh, with Daniel Day-Lewis. Good choice. I, I never seen that, and I fell in love immediately. It was such a good movie. Um, so, yeah. Disturbing
2: I, movie, but really good, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, the the character arc is incredible. How he starts off as, like, well-to-do businessman, and then it just gets out of hand quick. Um, watched Point Break today with Patrick Swayze and Keanu <laughs> Reeves for the first time. All right. Yeah. It was a little cheesy. Surfer Undercover
2: FBI cop yeah. movie, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Johnny Utah. Um, it was all right. It had some pretty cool. I didn't know that's where the Dead Presidents came from, so that was a kind of a pleasant surprise. And then I just started my left foot with Daniel Day-Lewis. Um
2: Was that his first movie, right?
1: That was his first best actor, yeah. Oh, not, okay. his so not his ever first ever movie. movie no, that's the first that's one of his one of his three best actors, so Yeah. Um yeah, if you got any suggestions, let me know. I might stay away from host suggestions. I don't want like the two-star horror movies that are on the seller of Netflix's queue.
0: I've been watching a lot of and I don't know why, like of the like Zero Dark Thirty and a lot of related. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, fantastic movie. Uh, I, I just watched that last week, and then I've been watching a couple others like similar, you know, war genre type movies, and I forget what it was called and i'll have to look it up afterwards but whatever i watch first off Frenchie's face is frozen on the camera right now and it looks hilarious and so let me take a picture let me take a picture of this this is kind of outstanding journalism you get so anyway i watched a couple really good ones lately i actually haven't watched a horror movie in quite some time i've been i don't know i guess trying to diversify have you ever seen The movie version is with I think Mark Wahlberg's shooter, where he's like a sniper that gets.
1: Oh, I've heard of it.
0: He gets gets like uh, framed for trying to shoot the president. So they made a TV show version of that, and I just finished season one this morning, and it's pretty good. It's you know it's the same it's it's essentially the same plot as the movie in season one. So, you like, you can kind of predict what's going to happen, but I still enjoyed it, so it was pretty fun.
1: Well, you say uh, you say Zero Dark Thirty. Jessica Chastain yeah. is my favorite actress. Um, oh, she's awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. Let's see. What have I seen in the meantime? I saw Miss Sloan. I really liked that one. I Thank saw you. The Eyes of Tammy Faye on HBO Max at the re- request of my mother and or my mother said that, no, oh, that's the one that she got nominated for. Her acting is sublime, per usual. It's also a very versatile role. Like, it's not like the same old, same old role that she kind of usually takes the strong female character lead. The Eyes of Tammy Faye was a really weird one. Uh, The plot is pretty, pretty weird. Um,. You know, kind of like the first televangelists to take advantage of the market, per se. And her character kind of has to deal with a lot of trauma, which is pretty sad. But
0: Yeah, I, re- I re- listened to an audio book about the evangelical movement, which was very eye-opening, to say the least. Fre- Frenchie will be back in a second. He has lost power in the middle of recording. So that's why we are delaying the IndyCar conversation what... momentarily. Well,
1: who's his favorite driver? Like, Gilles Villeneuve? I don't
0: know probably like I'm trying I'm to trying somebody to, really bad
1: what's I the peepo Durani what's his the name
0: peepo Durani, the imsa driver
1: yeah i'm just trying to queue up a driver in my brain to slander once he gets back on so when he joins i can just be like in the middle of a we're just how about you just go along with it we're just going to go along okay. with it so once right. he rejoins i'll be like halfway through a story <laughs> and i just want to see
0: all right so now that we've kind of messed around for 10 minutes and talked movies and football and cornhole and other non-racing topics we've got some news to get to toronto to talk about i think that's pretty much it there's there's not a ton in the world going on this week but i guess kind of an advanced notice next week mr malucas will be rejoining us to talk everything post toronto pre-iowa so that'll be cool and then yeah i will not be at toronto probably won't do too much tweeting this weekend actually just might like relax and sit on the couch and watch the race like a fan but if unless something crazy happens that needs to be tweeted out so where are we starting
1: well the good news is that you're not unstuck with me quite yet because i will be with the plp gang whoever shows up at iowa so if you see me at iowa say hi uh oh it'll just be me and host all right if you see us say hi kind of like my, my last act and then uh i'm i'm away uh, for good and oh, host God. gets no more old jokes what should i bring you should i bring you some like prunes or something for iowa what are you gonna want <laughs>
0: <laughs> jesus christ are you just trying to get like this is like when my when i see my, my brother... brother grandpa hat <laughs> i quit i quit what are you saying your brother my like on um, family gatherings like I try to like you know get in like digs at my brother cuz you know I only see him a couple times a year so like I feel like this is like the equivalent of a family gathering right now
1: yeah there boots and I'm not getting out of racing I'm still definitely going to be a fan I just think it's I, I chuckled at like making the rundown today cuz like I'm going to talk about something and then probably never talk about it ever again yeah. uh f- for example
0: in a plp first we have literally just deleted an entire i don't know eight to ten minutes of audio talking about alex polo because in vintage plp fashion we have gotten news right after recording this is actually the first time i've ever deleted a segment and re-recorded something so that's how it'd be good then that's how crazy this Pillow news is so t- to recap What we originally discussed was yesterday, Ganassi yesterday, which would be Tuesday, Ganassi had tweeted out we have exercised Alex Pelow's twenty twenty-three contract extension. So he will be back on the team next year. Then yesterday evening, while we were all doing our own separate things after recording, Alex Pillow put out his own statement that said I didn't authorize the statement. I didn't make that quote. I am not going back to Ganassi next year. And then about five minutes after that, McLaren came out with their press release that said he would be on their roster of drivers next year, along with 16 other drivers. Okay, now I'm exactly. Big McLaren, not just Aero McLaren. Big McLaren, SP. yeah. Big McLaren, the McLaren, the mothership. So, the, the McLaren mothership. So, the, that sparked, well, the internet went into a frenzy, and the he, here's here's what we know and then then you and i can can rattle back and forth there is going to be a probably a lengthy battle here that's going to play out in court how this will all come down we don't know what we've also been able to figure out talking to sources and racer also reported this is Pelot also has a contract a ex- uh, contract extension a a option contract option, option for 2024 so there's still hell of a lot to unpack here. Yes, like Racer mentioned, similar to Justin Wilson and Dale Coyne many years ago, who pretty much held out until they, they released him from the contract. But, man, this is unexpected, to say the least. So what are your, what are your thoughts? So
2: did you just say that he has an, extent, an option for 2024 as well? I just thought it was 2023. Yep. Also, there is another option on top of that. Wow. Okay. I didn't even get that much information because it's just been so crazy. But what I really want to know, and I don't know if we will ever find out, is if Ganassi put out that statement saying they had picked up the option on Pillow for 2023 as an offensive move, knowing that McLaren was about to announce, maybe they had heard somehow, that they picked up Polo. And so that way, they say, well, you can't. You (laughs) got to pay us now, at least. At the very least, it's a way to position themselves to get a big buyout because we know McLaren has oodles of cash. What do you think? Do you think it was an offensive move, or do you think they really didn't see it coming?
0: I think out of the only people who saw it coming were McLaren and Ganassi and Alex Polo. Yes, so yes I do. Th- okay, yeah, I think so. I think he went to them and said, "Yep, I'm um, nope. I'm not coming back. I'm going to McLaren." And they said, "Ha Well, we've got this contract option, and here you go." So, yeah, I think it's. I, I think yes. I think if there's any, I have spoken to a handful of people who will remain nameless, and nobody saw it coming. So, I've yeah, I've talked. I've talked to a couple drivers, a couple sources people who work in the in the sport and no nobody saw this coming this is one of the most wild contract related things I've seen in my life in racing the other option
2: is that if no one saw it coming do you think this was a last minute decision by Pillow I doubt it happened that quickly but do you think this was something like he was waffling about whether to go with McLaren and then Ganassi was like we're not going to pay you but we're going to exercise this option
0: and he was like all right screw you i'm going with mclaren i mean you could be right i i i think it was racer and and i and i've heard kind of alex say this before his ganassi contract was you know very meager obviously when he signed it he was not a series champion now he is and he wants to be paid like a series champion don't blame him he's a hell of a driver he's Again this year you know he's fourth in points doesn't have a win but that consistency is is there yet again that shows that he is a a long term you know year after year championship threat for the most part so yeah I'm I'm sure that Chip was like nah listen this is your contract you got to live with it and he's like well I'm gonna force your hand now so what do you think
2: happens next do you think that one he is going to stay in IndyCar because that's something that's been speculated about. He does have the Super License points because he's got 15 for finishing third in Super Formula and then 40 for finishing as the IndyCar champion. Yeah. So he's got enough to go to F1. Do you think he's going to go to F1? Maybe Ganassi says, no, you can't drive an IndyCar next year with another team because we've got an option on you, so
0: he has to go somewhere else? I don't see F1. I mean, I want to because I, I think... I think Alex would would really excel there, but you know Lando is signed to twenty twenty five. Ricardo has an option to be back next year, and it's his option; it's not the team's option. So, and he kind of put out some like vaguely worded statement today, but he'll he'll be back. I think he'll exercise his option because why are you going to turn down probably an absurd you know, McLaren paycheck? So I, I don't think he's going to opt out unless the team forces him out. Yeah, maybe there's a performance clause. Yeah, but no, I I think you know him, Rossi, Polo, Rossi, and Pato would be a very feared IndyCar lineup, and really the only like concern would be the whole strategy game, you know, the the issues that have plagued McLaren here and there over the last couple of years. So I don't think it's going to be F one, but I mean. What do we know? We didn't expect any of this to come down an hour after we were done recording last night. So we've already been wrong once this week. Last question I have
2: been pondering is whether you think that Chip will just kind of take the money or do you think he's going to play hardball and let this go to court? Like, will this just end up in a buyout maybe? Or is this something that he's like, I'm, I've gotten screwed before on contracts like this. And you guys keep going after my guys, my drivers. So I'm not going to play nice <laughs> with you, Zach Brown.
0: Yeah, I don't think Chip. I, I just have a gut feeling that Chip has no interest in playing nice. He's okay. he's come out and said something like cryptic, like "What the hell is Zach Brown doing?" Things we've heard it in the paddock that he's that they are very frustrated with the way McLaren is behaving. So if if I'm Ganassi, I am sticking to my guns here. I mean, is there a, a point, whether it be legal costs or mclaren just says you know here is a brink's truck full of cash if you shut up you know will you will this do it could he be swayed yeah i know last year when he sold his nascar team he said everything can be sold at a price and bought again at a later date or whatever but if i am talking about a indycar champion and a potential indycar winner most weekends i'm playing hardball
2: Fair enough. I think that's what he's going to do, too. I don't see Chip Ganassi really backing down, especially in this
0: case. He's mad, it seems like. And if anybody is wondering why Hickey has disappeared from this segment, it is because he is not available to record this re-recorded segment. So He really meant it that he was gone after yesterday. Yeah, he was totally gone after yesterday. So you will hear him again in the rest of the episode, but he has a fan question that we will wrap up this segment with his official comment is holy shit (laughs) his fan question is did chip have the audacity to authorize that statement the statement that came out you know yesterday from from ganassi pr so mclaren would have to pay to get polo i don't i i'm not sure i some if if chip didn't authorize that statement then somebody in the pr department probably a little bit trouble but my gut says a statement of this magnitude when i'm pretty sure he knew what was going on was at least approved in some way by somebody higher up in the ganassi organization so i don't think it went like i don't think it was blindly posted
2: so you think this is all part of his game basically yes okay that's interesting i guess it's either part of the game right and he definitely knows about it or like we said they didn't see this coming at all and it blindsided them and that's why the quote's there it could be one of two ways but with chip ganassi he seems like a really shrewd businessman and i'm sure he's got his ways so I i wouldn't put it past him to do something like that to really take control of the situation
0: agreed all right we will have a brief pause and get back to the rest of the episode
1: We could have up to 29 entries at a couple tracks next season. We're looking at potentially 27 full time entries. Seems like, uh, seems good, but do we actually think that's going to happen?
2: I don't see where unless we have new teams come in, right? Like, there is the talk, right, that HMD might come in and add more cars to Dale Coyne, but I don't see them adding that many. And then who else would you add as a team coming in?
1: mclaren's third yunko's second and mystery third yeah so that would increase it to 27
0: but we're also losing a i shouldn't say losing the third Foyt car is sponsorship problematic and i'm not saying it's like you know it's it's void, so it's it's going to be at the back. But if we're talking purely a numbers perspective, I don't know. I'm I'm having a hard time seeing it. There there's a short. You know, there's not a hundred engines out there. There's not a hundred chassis. Chassis are aren't cheap to to buy new. And there was the apparent issue of finding all of these extra crew this year. So unless you are telling somebody we are guaranteeing a full season, et cetera, et cetera. I'm thinking 27 is the top end next year.
1: I think 29 is obtainable once or twice. Cause you think, you know, you get 33 for the 500. So if you can kind of get a package deal for the grand Prix, I think would be one where you'd see 29. Um, Road America, for some reason, always has a higher demand yeah. for entries. So I would mm-hmm. say maybe like two or three races next year, you might see 29 Long Beach. Um, and we'll talk about, kind of where this would stack up with the pit road conundrum here in a second when we get to Toronto. Uh, But, yeah, so it sounds like all positive kind of on the front for next year's grid. At least there's going to be some maintaining. We're not losing cars next year, which is always positive. Um, Colton Herta had his Formula One test debut uh, this past week here with McLaren at Portimao. I got to imagine going from a Formula One car. So he's in the 2021 McLaren uh, with their current livery. Got to imagine going from uh, a 2021 Formula One car in Portimao to an Indy car in Toronto. <laughs> it's got to be like the all-time downgrade.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones
1: who get it done.
2: Sports stars. They're like superheroes.
1: But they're actually real.
2: Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.
0: Not only, not only that, but also, like, you have to essentially rewire your brain twice in one week. You know, you go from... Indy car to okay. I'm gonna drive an F1 car for two days. To now I'm at the tight streets of Toronto. So it's it's a lot. Seems like you did well, but we don't have any
2: times or anything on that. So no, I don't think there's any. We'll see any official times or anything like that. But I guess they weren't really doing anything to test his speed. It, it was just kind of to see how quickly he got used to the cars to see if he could do it an FP1 later in the season. Yeah. But apparently, the rumors keep swirling that he's in the frame for that seat that Daniel Ricardo is leaving, as uh, Will Buxton confirmed. Will, we is love a, you, Will Buxton. Is that a joke? We don't. Because
1: he he clarified that on Twitter, but people were still freaking out.
2: Does it matter if he clarified it? Because he likes to spout things and then have to clarify it later. So maybe he shouldn't do that
1: what I'm sure he got the source of everybody within the paddock. And by everybody, it's probably like two individuals, but he talked to everybody.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: I don't know. I saw people calling her a uh, arrogant bastard or whatever on Twitter. And I just,
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't, I,
1: I don't understand that one bit.
0: I, what? I, I, I saw something that was like, well, he, he gave me a crappy interview a few years ago like did he like colton's pretty consistent in interviews like he's very subdued and you know maybe if he has a bad day he's like a little bit annoyed but you pretty much get you know what to expect with colton he 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 always takes the time to to talk so i'm not buying that arrogant discussion
1: yeah like is he new garden bubbly no but it's really hard to ask drivers to do that. I I don't fault drivers one bit for being a little on the annoyed side when it comes to interviews because they're getting asked the same question by 15 different people over and over again all day every day. So
0: like when Rossi got asked after Texas qualifying and people were all confused why he was so rude after like a mediocre qualifying attempt.
2: Yeah. He wasn't in rude Indy. though. Kyle no, Busch is rude. Like Alexander Rossi was like he was not happy but he answered your questions. Right. Like, would did you he rather get give a you... exactly? Would
1: you rather really get a five-word answer? Yeah, would, would you rather really get a five-word answer to wrap it up or would you rather really get a 50-word answer where he's cussing at you?
2: Exactly. Um so yeah. Take you that, know, NASCAR fans, get triggered. <laughs> get triggered.
1: We're going out my last episode to bang. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I just don't I don't understand some of the takes we were seeing about Hurta. You know what? Yeah, it's like, you know, if he was leaving a Team Penske seat for Formula 1, I'd be like, uh, I don't know about that. But, you know, he's not exactly with the best team right now, and he's pretty much – him and Ross – we don't even know if he's
0: actually – like, he still needs super license points. So yeah. there's well, still not want oh, a championship to in IndyCar.
2: Yeah. He so didn't he, even win the Indy Lights championship, to be honest. He finished second, so – So
1: he and Rossi have been carrying Andretti here for a little bit. So, you know, it wouldn't be – it would obviously be a huge upgrade to go to Formula 1 at this point in his career. Uh, It's just, you know, if he does quote-unquote fail, I'm sure he could still come back and find a team that would be willing to take him, especially after all the clout he would get from going to Formula 1. So, you know, Colton, do what's best for you, man. we, We all got your back. No matter what happens, we're all going to be rooting for you. As Host alluded to about the third Foyt entry, uh, there's some troubles in that uh, department. Uh, They will not be racing at Toronto, so that would be Tatiana Calderon is not racing at Toronto. Uh, So that's a bummer for the team. Some alleged late payments from Rocket, the sponsor, on the Foyt car there. Um, So first, any general thoughts about that? Second, do we think this will trickle into J.R. Hildebrand for Iowa not racing as well?
2: That's a good question because I don't know if he brings any funding or if it's just the rocket money. So I think it it's a question of leader circle points, right? If you want to see him continue to race,
1: I, I think, well on that point, I think their results on most venues but especially the road courses have not been up to par enough to get to the top 22 especially with the the large field we've had this year so i think leader circle especially they're missing toronto might be out of the question at this point barring a couple very healthy results at the rest of the season
0: i mean if, if they're out of toronto and they miss a race i think they're technically ineligible for the leader circle anyway oh, because yeah. they haven't completed a full season
1: they might get an exception because I think you did that one year where they missed the,
2: races
0: <laughs> the leader circle is so
2: ambiguous. Like, there's a lot I of still, gray area there. I mean, even yeah. like
1: even last year where we thought it was going to be, or it was, wasn't it like Ray Hall and the High V entry last year thought they were being contention and then they weren't, but then they were. And it's like, what is going on here?
0: But they actually weren't,
1: but they actually weren't. And it was funny because certain team officials for that team thought they were. <laughs> yeah. It's- um, We'll yeah. sa- we'll
0: save that for another episode we'll have, we'll we'll make sure hickey's back for a leader circled oh, no f- frustration confusion, but anyway, it's a shame I think tatiana has shown you know she can typically you know drive a clean race, maybe doesn't have the pace. I'm sure a significant chunk of that is due to the fact that it's a third Foyt car, but I also think losing her around the paddock is really unfortunate for all the little girls that i have seen around tatiana's garage area all season long it's a big bummer hopefully she'll still be there in some capacity but i wouldn't blame her if she wasn't but i don't think we see jr in that car unless they think they can do well enough that you know they can score some some major points or something like that but he's good at uh, iowa he's good at Iowa but he wasn't at the Iowa test with Foyt a couple yeah. weeks ago so I'd, I'd, I, I I'm saying right now probably not
1: yeah I mean it's a double points race so if they don't go to that then they're basically done anyways so um did I miss anything anything else before we move on to Scott McLaughlin known a guy on Twitter that was kind of funny that
2: was fun <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that guy got more publicity than he's ever gotten for i saw he's like a some journalist and has some podcasts but he had about 200 followers and he hasn't gained any but he got a lot more publicity
1: sure did um all right well toronto so i've actually have a trivia question for you guys because of course i have to have a trivia question on my last episode here we are going to start with host and alternate so one at a time um there are 10 correct answers IndyCar was last in Toronto in 2019. Of the 22 drivers, only 10 of them will be at Toronto this weekend. How many of them can you name?
0: Can you can you ask that question one more time?
1: So in 2019 was the last time IndyCar was at Toronto. Yeah. There's 22 drivers at I that race. Now. Yeah, yeah. Who's racing there also this weekend? Willpower. Yes.
2: Now my turn? Yep. All right, so Scott Dixon was obviously there. Yep. New Garden. Yep. Pagano.
1: Yep. Host, Elio, are you, down? are you cheating? I have Elio uh, was not full time at that point, unfortunately.
0: Twenty nineteen. Okay. Frenchy. Um.
2: Renes.
1: No, he was. Oh, that was before he
2: came in. Damn. Yeah. All
1: right.
0: Host. Ray Hall.
2: Yep. Sato.
0: Yep. Oh, boy. Rossi?
1: Yep. We got three left.
2: Um, Now I'm trying to think if, like, when Colton and Pato came in. It was too early. Um, Who's still racing?
0: Colton and Pato were at the end of 2019 in Sonoma. Yeah. Or 2018.
2: Felix? That was Felix's rookie year, right? Correct. Felix. Two left. Oh, God. Oh, I know one more at least. I think maybe. Oh, I think I have the two. I bet. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it Harvey and Erickson?
1: Erickson is one.
2: Harvey wasn't racing there, right? He was no still part-time. Our time. Damn
1: it! It is. It is Colton Herta. Host was, was wrong. Oh, you
0: steered oh, me wrong. 20, 2018, 2018. My bad. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I swear, I didn't do that on purpose.
1: So, you ready for the list of the twelve that are no longer going to be racing this weekend? And <laughs> for some of them, who are not racing an IndyCar at all this season. Are they superstars? Uh, we got James Hinchcliffe, Sebastian Bourdais, Marco Andretti, Santino Ferrucci, Ed Jones, Zach Veach, Max Chilton, Spencer Piggott, Ryan hunter Ray, Tony Canon, Kanta- Tony Mateus Laced, and Sage wow. Karam.
2: Haven't heard Mateus Leist's name in a while. I wonder what he's yeah. doing.
1: Uh, probably Brazilian stock cars or something. <laughs> that's
2: exactly know. what I was going to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it feels like that's where every Brazilian ex-IndyCar driver goes and races. Um... So yeah, it's kind of wild. We've I mean, and even with the expanded field to twenty five entries this weekend, and you know, kind of consistently this year, twenty six and twenty seven cars that there's that many people that aren't at Toronto. So we got a lot of people going to Toronto for the very first time. Um, you thinking like as far as the heavy hitter side, like McLaughlin, Polo, VK, um,
2: Pato, right? Pato or has he been there in Indy Lights, probably.
1: Well, he's probably there some road to Indy function because well, I think Indy Lights is there yeah. in 2019. They used it to it hit the the to wall Whether he's in the lead or something. He
2: yeah, broke his hand. That was like the championship deciding moment, right? You could argue. Yeah. Potentially. And I
1: think this was kind of like the race that... The first race for Pato be, being a Red Bull driver? Because he was... Yeah, he was at Road America with Carlin the weekend oh. before. Um, so, yeah, he must have just signed on with Red Bull and went to Austria, I believe, that year, once Toronto happened, and then Carlo went back down to one car. So, yeah, I, um, one of the things that was going to be an issue with Toronto was that the pit boxes, given the stupid pit lane and the amount of cars increasing from the last time there were this time. Uh, the solution is that the pit boxes, which generally like to be allotted to 40 feet long are now going to be 35 35 feet long um so are we going to get through the race without a pit incident of some kind
2: let's hope but i don't know five feet is a pretty big that's probably what two and a half feet on each side of the car each end of the car i would imagine so uh how long are indy cars because we know f1 cars are like 20 million feet long
1: they're about three and one
0: third hosts
2: i don't think an indy
0: car is 15 feet long
2: no, yeah. I don't know. Eh, Probably not. No. an, like an Indy car, and a quarter Three and one third hosts is 15 feet long. You're pretty short then. <laughs> Wait. Hang on. <laughs> that means you're
0: under. Like you're five feet. An Indy car is 16.75 feet long. All right. So almost so three
1: like, and one third hosts. It's like yeah. 2.5 hosts. Like, well, yeah. So
2: that's... That's a significant amount of space to take out of there. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if everybody can pull into the box straight. Will be Well, yeah, ex-
1: especially if you're in one of those curvy you. bits, right? Ugh. Because uh, who? Where were we just at? We were at Mid Ohio. Mid Ohio. And paddle and pole. So paddle is looking good. He's gonna love his. He's gonna love his pit box. And I think some of the guys who are fast, like Joseph, oof, they're gonna have a tough pit draw. I bet. Um so yeah and then I don't know general feelings about being back at Toronto it seems like the whole paddock is pretty excited to, to head back for the first time in a long time
0: yeah I think it's one of those tracks that even if you don't necessarily love it or you haven't had great results there in the past the, the energy is awesome there's a lot of overtaking opportunities no room for error so it's 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 a really cool place I'm very sad. I am not the, uh, not going there this this year. So, you know, the city loves IndyCar racing. the 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 fan turnout is awesome. It's a it's a really cool setup. I went there once, and it was in 2018. And I
2: actually took my girlfriend, and she enjoyed that race more than most of the other ones I've taken her to because Toronto was a really cool city to explore. So I hope to get back there too. I'm excited that they are returning, but I know every year we have this discussion of. Like that area is getting more crowded, like with Long Beach, and is
0: the space going to get reclaimed by apartment buildings or something?
1: No.
0: It's like when they say every year Long Beach is going to have a baseball stadium in part of the track now, and never yeah. happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that would require the Angels to win. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't know if we have really anything else, Toronto, other than predictions i don't know if one of you guys wants to jot them down since i will be a next week
0: french frenchy yeah. can get jot them down but real quick this is a reminder we're going to do this once a day the race is only on peacock don't complain <laughs> i don't want to see your complaints they have promised three at, at the most three minutes of commercials the entire race which is
1: no way good. wait i but didn't see
0: that that's awesome that's yeah.
1: epic oh all of them on peacock then
0: yes i agree so, you know, hopefully the, the turnout is great. I know there is going to be a significant portion of the Facebook IndyCar crowd that will whine and not watch the race. Is that a synonym and,
2: for something else?
0: No, 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 that's no. Literally no. the Facebook IndyCar. Maybe, card. I don't know. No, that's what, yeah.
2: I, that's what I was getting at, yeah.
0: I mean, mainly, but uh, don't complain. It's five bucks. It's cheap. So, it's just stop. So just
1: to recap to everybody, it is on the cock this weekend.
0: You, I will not bleep that out since it is your last episode. Only if, you, if that's your only time you say it, I will not bleep it out.
1: Can I say beans in the whip? Or is that?
0: Yeah, it's fine. Whatever.
1: Pen and paper, Just drop Frenchy. All come the come on. Phrases. Yeah. beans um, and paper. Dog, dog walk. Passion, is that another man. one? I'm the
2: real old one.
0: <laughs> Depends. Host on is it.
1: ready to dog dog walk us with these picks.
0: Yeah, let's see if uh, Rick and I can can nail the picks this week. Like your alternate personality, <laughs> my, my alter ego.
1: Well, concerned here. Everybody, I'm waiting for Frenchy to go. This is Patricia. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> All That's right. from a movie.
1: I gotta show you that one.
0: Hickey. Since it that. is since it is your last episode, you can lead off the predictions.
1: Um. Well, shoot. Who did I pick in fantasy? um i am going to pick uh polo as my first pick
0: i will take colton Herda,
2: and i will take we're thinking that it's in the top 10 right
1: uh you can pick anybody really if you're for your first one or two i think
2: all right then i'll just pick Pagano because he won there in
1: 2019 oh gutsy
2: Oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize that's the way we were doing it. So let's go with Newgarden
0: then. Okay, I will take Plo.
1: I already said him.
2: Yeah,
0: that was the first thing he said. I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) I will take Marcus Erickson.
1: And then I will say Rossi. And then my under 15 pick will be four wheels and an engine for my last episode. Go on, buddy
0: well done all right i will take well since he's on next week i'll take malucas
1: oh god kiss ass
2: do you blame me all right and then my out of the top 10 pick is gonna be felix because he's an 11th
1: is he really oh god
2: (laughs) he deserves a good result at some point i feel bad for him this season at least before he goes to Formula E, which is sounding more and more like what's going to happen. Yep. If you listen to any Formula E podcasts or news, then that's what they think over there.
0: I haven't done that. (laughs) I got you covered for that. Thank you. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts in my spare time anymore. But, all right. Well, we're going to keep this short. Hickey, thanks for everything. It's been a lot of fun. Don't be a stranger. Everybody... Have a lovely weekend of racing.
2: Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing.
0: Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing,
2: or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to
0: fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us.
2: Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.